heart being satisfied in this place. Everything I need is in Jesus. Forget the world. Everybody here has had a taste of it. And if it was enough to satisfy you, you would not be here in this place. Hallelujah. receiving something today has gotten out of their comfort zone, gotten out of what they're nor normally used to doing, their normal ritual, because they have a need deep inside of their heart that hurts. Oh, if you need something from the Lord, I, I challenge you, step out. Right. 
of the Lord God Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you for the lives that you're touching. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Oh, Lord God of heaven, only you, only you truly can come to life. Give hope to the hopeless. Oh, Lord God of heaven, I want to thank you today. I want to praise you today. I want to magnify you today. I want to lift you up. What a privilege it is to experience thy presence. Oh, glory to the Lord God. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Lord, for visiting us. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing your angels to minister one to another. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. I magnify you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, my. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy. Amen. Amen. Let's just be still and just, and just be aware of God's presence. Just be aware of His presence. Oh, hallelujah. People experience God in many different ways. That's what's so beautiful and unique about it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, my, 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 my. I'm really sensing the Lord. The word I'm sensing is don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Come to the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul and trust Him. I didn't say man. I didn't say woman. I said the Lord. Don't delay. Don't hesitate. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you're able to this morning, I know it's hard. Believe me. If you can return to your seat if you so desire. If not, just hang out in the altar. Amen. Praise the Lord. The altar is a beautiful place. So good to see all of you today. Our visitors, we're glad that you're here as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. My daughter and son-in-law, newest baby, Adassa, will be dedicated next Sunday morning. Amen. A Christmas banquet will be coming up December the 16th, sometime that day. We've been praying about it. We're going to change the time. I don't know what time yet. 
to an earlier time. And so we're just praying about that. So be flexible with us if you will, please. Amen. Remember, no service the Wednesday of the week of Thanksgiving. That'll be that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. No service. An announcement for our academy for those parents or grandparents that are here. This coming Friday is early out, everyone. Everyone. Early out, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. The last Sunday evening service of this month We'll come and worship, and then we'll have a potluck fellowship. We'll have a fellowship where we can fellowship one with another. That's the last Sunday of this month. Amen. It's hard to really go on God doing so much to each of your lives. I'm so, I'm so thankful that it brings such a brokenness to my life to see God move, and you allow Him to move. Because that's what church is about. That's what it's about. You having an encounter with Jesus. Amen. Whatever that takes. That's what we're after. Any other announcements that anyone can think of that I need to make? Is it somebody's birthday, Elijah? Birthdays? Somebody's birthday? Yours today? Happy birthday, Brother David. Amen. We've got one Monday too, Evangelist Center. Everybody's birthday in November. Raise your hand. Happy birthday to all of you. Amen. Thank God for birthdays. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful for them. Not just because of maybe a cake that I get to eat, but I'm grateful that the Lord has allowed me another year to live. Amen. For one purpose, to serve Him. Amen. Any other announcements? All right. I'm going to come down and receive any gift that you may have, any tithe offering, any gift that you want to give to Jesus. I'll come down and receive that. Amen. If you can, with a smile, let's wave at one another. So good to see all of you. Amen. Let's sing another song to the Lord.
situated. It's so good to see you today. Amen. Many of you are smiling. Some of you are, you know, you, you got that look. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Malachi. Malachi. Chapter number three, verses one through three. As I was praying this week, trying to find the mind of God for this morning's service. A particular verse kept going over and over in my heart. I don't know who it may be for. I don't know how many of you it may be for. Of course, it's for all of us, really. And I pray that you have ears to hear and a heart to receive what God's Word will say. It says here, Behold, I will send my messenger... And he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who may stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and pure, purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read some more out of Malachi if I can. Today the thought that God has just laid on my heart for all of you, including myself, is what do you see? Or what did you come to see? I could break it down even further. Why are you here? What are you after? What are you seeking? Let's take up verse number 4 in Malachi 3. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near to you in judgment, and I will be a swift 
witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false swearers, against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your father you are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? I'm going to be reading lots of scripture today found in both Malachi and in Matthew chapter 11. Basically here the prophet Malachi was prophesying of the day that John the Baptist would come into the spirit of Elijah. And he would come for one purpose. And that is to prepare the way of the Lord. And to tell people to repent. Repentance is a good word. It's not a bad word. It is a good word. Make your path straight, he said. You've got to understand that John came through a miracle birth. The mother who was past childbearing age. Her husband in the temple ministering before the Lord and an angel appeared unto him and began to tell him that his wife would have a son. Of course, he had trouble believing that. And so the angel spoke and he could not speak henceforth until that day John was born and it came to naming him. There was John in the wilderness. He wasn't dressed like we are dressed. He doesn't preach like most of us preachers preach. It didn't matter to him who came. It didn't matter to him their status. Whether they were the poor, whether they were the lame, whether they were the Pharisee, the Sadducee, or the scribe, it did not matter to him. His message was plain. Jesus said of his cousin that he was the greatest prophet that had ever been. Yet, he that is least in the kingdom is greater than he. The prophet John did no miracles. Hear me, he did not one miracle. Why was he great? Because he was sold out to the message. He was sold out to the calling. What did you come to see? What did you come to hear? Someone with an eloquence of speech this morning that didn't spit, that didn't get crazy, to tickle an ear, to encourage your soul. Let me tell you something. If that's what you came for, you came to the wrong place. Because in this place, we want nothing but the Word of God going forth. However God tells me to bring it 
It makes no difference to me who's sitting here. It makes no difference to me your pedigree. It makes no difference the amount of time you give or you don't give. It makes no difference whether you're a believer or you're not a believer. When it comes time to preach, I'm going to preach. And so things begin to happen. As we know, Jesus came and he saw his cousin Jesus and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Brother Charles, let's turn the fans off and let's I'll watch people. Amen. And Jesus said, Suffered so, but fulfilleth all righteousness. So John and Jesus went down in the water. And Jesus was baptized. And we know that Herod feared John because John even told the king how the cow ate the cabbage. And Herod knew that John was a prophet, but he gave in to lust. When his wife's daughter danced before him, he was overcome in his humanity and said to her, whatever it is you want up to the half of my kingdom, and they had already conspired. And so the daughter said, give me John's head in a charger. Stay with me. Stay with me. So they arrested John. Put him in prison. And there he was, waiting, waiting in prison to have his head removed. And while he was in prison, word came to him of Jesus' ministry round and about the area and the works that he was doing so he sent two of his disciples go ask him is he the one or should we look for another you would think that Jesus being a man of righteousness would have visited his cousin not once did he come see how he was stay with me please John was there in prison knowing he was going to die his disciples came back can you imagine what did he tell you is he he is Christ the one is he the Messiah is he God come in the flesh to save us from our sins that wasn't the answer that he got for Jesus said, you tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the gospel is preached to the poor. That's all he said. But then he said something that I think is very pertinent for me, and hopefully for you. He said, blessed is he that shall not be offended in me. You see, in Matthew 11, you'll find that the Bible says that the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. In other words, the people of God are going to be acquainted with afflictions, trials, and hardships. 
They are going to be persecuted. They are going to be hated. It's not going to be easy. But those same people that were persecuted must take hold of the kingdom of God and understand that we must take hold of it by force. Not a physical force, but a force of faith, a force of commitment, a force of something that we can do in our spirit to be sold out into the coming of the Lord. It's amazing that right before this time while he was out in the wilderness and I've been to the site I've been out in the wilderness where John was baptizing Jesus was saying what did you go out to see reeds shaken with the winds is that why you went out to the river Jordan because that's where the reeds were growing and you wanted to see how pretty the cattails were and so forth and so on what did you go out to see? Were you going to see someone dressed very nicely? No, they're in king's palaces. What did you go out to see? John's message was simple. It wasn't complex. He didn't have a hundred sermons. He didn't say, what am I going to preach today? When the multitudes come, oh, they've been here already. Oh, I just baptized them. Oh, they were here. They've been with me the whole time. He didn't worry about it. His message was the same. Repent! For the day of the Lord is at hand! Prepare you the way of the Lord! Make your path straight! And then he looked up and he saw the church coming. Oh yes, the church of that day. The Pharisees and the Sadducees was the church of that day. They were coming down to him. He saw them and looked up. And do you know what this prophet said? Something no preacher would dare say today. Expect to have anybody come in the night service. He looked at the church and said... Ye vipers! Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Why are you here? Who's warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. Have you really repented? Are you really committed? Are you really sold out? Or is this just a religion to you that you just show up? In other words, Pharisees, Sadducees, what does God mean to you? Is it more than sitting in the right seats in the temple? Is it more than in the marketplace showing people that you are pious and you are fasting and you pay tithes of all that you have? What is it to you? What did you come to see? Bring forth evidence of your repentance. Can you just see him? Can you just see this man in camels? Girded. We'd all be kind of scared of him if we saw him today. He probably looked like a wild man. Like some of you think I am. Well, I am. I have the same type of call that John the Baptist has. To tell people everywhere to repent. 
Don't you see it? Look on the wall. Can't you see the handwriting? Don't you understand what's happening in our world? Don't you know we are ripe for the Antichrist and the false prophet? Can you not discern all the events of the time? Come on, somebody! We are in the last days! We are in Paris time! It is time to repent! You say, Pastor, you're preaching to the church like we are sinners. Come join my club. For that's what I am. Repentance is something that I cherish. Because I have the opportunity every day to come before the Lord. He doesn't have to remind me. You surely don't have to tell me. And the devil can keep his mouth shut. I already know I'm a wretch of a man. Nobody has to tell me. But I come because he's the one that gives me hope. I'm preparing my way. I'm making my path straight. I'm repenting. God, have mercy on me. I can hear some of your voices, Pastor. We're here. We're faithful. God knoweth. God knoweth where your commitment is. Is it 50%? Is it 68.5? Is it 82? God knoweth. And you know what? You know. You know whether you're giving all or you're not giving all. Oh, do we really love God? Are we really making our path straight? Are we really repenting for the coming of the Lord? Do you understand? Oh, Malachi was saying, Hey, how long will you keep transgressing my word? Return unto me and I will return unto you. Oh, he continued to say, There was a book. Malachi said, There's going to be a book. Did you hear me? There's going to be a book. And in this book, there's going to be a remembrance of those that feared me and thought on my name. There's going to be a book of those that did right and those that did wrong. Those that were committed and those that weren't committed. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. He said, those in that book, they will be mine in that day. And I will be their God. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the book. I said, I want to be in that book. I want something to eat. I know that today's preaching like this is no longer popular because you have the TV evangelists, you have the mega pastors. They can bring so much eloquence. They can tell you so many pretty stories. They can really get your heart a moving. That's not what I'm after. I'm after true repentance. I'm after somebody getting sold out today. I'm after somebody saying, I know I'm short. I know I haven't given all. I know I'm not where I need to be. I know I need to get 100%. What are you looking for in your job? What are you looking for? In a relationship. 
What are you looking for in furthering your education? What purpose is it going to be in your life for the Lord? Oh, we got a little quiet there. Because we're in a society where we promote, this church promotes. That if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we begin to promote it and demote God. What happened to the scripture where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything that you're wanting. Hey, God said he'll add it unto you. Listen, if you're so busy, you can't do things for God outside of church attendance, then you're too busy. I'm going to tell you that right now. If John the Baptist was here, hey, he would tell you, hey, you better take some inventory and begin to weed out some things in your life and find out where God is in your life. This is something I live seven days a week. I went to school. I had a job. But I was still here outside of church services. I was still working. I still did the things that God called me to do. And I still haven't in my heart given Him enough. Do you hear what I'm saying? How can those that are sitting here the only time you come, and you can get mad if you want to, I can't stop you, but the only time we see you is when there's a church service. What about after that, when there's a work day, or this is going on, or this needs to be done, or we need more people working around the church and doing this or that? Let me tell you something. God is coming, and He's coming for those that have sold out. I've lost some of you already. Many of you were with me when I was, you know, but then when I got to, to a certain point, some of you kind of backed up because you felt a, a little kick. You felt a little, listen, I'm not against you. I'm for you. I, I'm not saying what you're doing may be bad. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying it's evil. I'm not saying that. But if it's taking the place of God, if it's causing you to be so busy, you can't do anything else for God, then you're too busy. You're too busy with things that really won't matter in eternity. I'm telling you that right now, honey. Hey, it's time to get busy. It's time to put your hands to the plow. It's time to work for God like we've never worked for Him. There are still people that are hungry. Brother David here, new convert with us. Hungry for God. Talking to a young lady over on the island of Mindanao in the Philippines. Listen how God works. He was seeking truth, reading his word, seeking a place to come. Didn't know. God led him here. He passed by many times. Do you understand? And I'm not trying to lift him up, and I hopefully he doesn't let this lift him up. Because all of us could be a brother David. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
through him, I began to tell him he she needs to be in the right church. She needs to be baptized. If you hope for any relationship with her, she needs to be born again. We began to put our resources together. I contacted Pastor Richard Zolina over on this other island who was from Mindanao. And I'm telling you, we found a church in the same city in which she lives. An apostolic church. She was in church. Hello! She was in church Sunday morning for three and a half hours. Five hours. I believe it. I know. I've been there. Amen. And now she is ready. She said, I'm ready. I'm ready to be baptized in whatever sea that borders that island. That she's going to be I'm believing she's going to receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I'm believing she's going to spread the word. Oh, get from somebody that have you lost your hunger? Have you lost your will to witness? Have you lost your desire to tell somebody about what God has done for you? Are you so into yourself? Do you understand, if I may, her name is Elizabeth. There are Elizabeth in this community. And they'll never hear until you tell them. He didn't have a lot of doctrine to tell her. He couldn't explain a lot of things that possibly I know. But he knew what took place in his life. He understood his testimony. He understood what God brought him and how God dealt with him. So he began, because he had a burden, because he had a hunger, he began to share with her, and she received it. In other words, he was saying, you need to repent. He didn't say it that way. But you need to repent, and you need to find the right church that preaches truth, and you need to get in it. All feet. It's amazing to me. You can't jump in the water with all feet and not get your body wet. But you can do this. I'm just far enough in so I can sleep at night. This message is for me. Because some of you, if you're not careful, you'll be sitting there thinking, I'm okay. I'm okay. That's when you're not okay. You understand the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest apostles there ever was in the New Testament, said, I am chief among sinners. Do you understand he died daily? Do you understand nothing could stop him? Not fear of the Romans, not fear of robbers, not fear of his own countrymen. Do you understand he was stoned, I don't know how many times, shipwrecked. He was in prison. Many of those stonings killed him. And God raised him back up. Nothing fazed him. Us. Me. We can get so worried about what's coming in the future that that's all we think about. I don't know what's coming and I don't know what we'll have to do but I know this man well enough to know I'm going to find a way to have church I'm going to tell you that right now because I need God more than I need life and one day that life will be over and all I'll have is God and that will be enough but I'm telling you there's some of you here you're not really you're not you know you're not you're not where you need to be and you know it 
What is it that's keeping you? What is it in your life? Is it your memories? Is it your past? I thought God was greater than that. Are you worried about what you got to give up? Well, the Bible says if you lose your life, you'll find it. But if you try to keep it, you will lose it. The very thing you're trying to hold on to, you're going to lose anyway. Give it to God. I like, I, I, I like what David said. I've been young and now I'm old. I'll never see the righteous forsaken, neither his seed begging bread. Let me tell you, I've lived that. I've been in a place where I didn't have a table to eat on. I was in a place that I had to push, start my car to get to work. But I kept on living for God. I had some people, why don't you just take your money and buy your table and not give it to God? I said, you are crazy. You're out of your mind. I'd rather go hungry and be homeless and not give God what is His. I'm telling you, God's got to be everything or it won't be nothing. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? You looking for a preacher with degrees? Hey, I'll go get mine. Put them up here. That won't do you a bit of good. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a God that can transform you? Keep you? Bless you? Enrich you? And when you suffer, and you will suffer, Give you the strength to get through it. Where are we? Where are we? God loves you so very much. You are the people of the Lord. You are called by His name. You are filled with His Spirit. But where are we? I'm grieved in my spirit today. For so many, not all, but so many apostolic churches, the preaching has lost its power. I can understand where they may have allowed themselves to go. They get weary. They preach and they preach and they preach and they preach. And so they begin to take the wrong attitude. What's the use? I'll just go through the motions here and let them go. Everybody will be happy. That's not me. I'm going to tell you right now, and you're not going to like this. I'd rather you be miserable and sold out than happy and lost. where your mentality is wrong. I'm not preaching hard. I'm preaching the way John the Baptist preached. I'm telling you to repent and make your past straight. I'm giving you some good news. You got a God that cares. You got a God that's compassionate. He told to the prophet Malachi, I have not changed. Therefore, you are not consumed. I'll go back to this, if I may, briefly. I'm almost through. 
It tells me we're not where we need to be. If I cannot, with your help, fill a 12-hour prayer slot. It's very true. I even allow a 7 o'clock for the church so I can give you a nice time for you to come and you still don't come. So please understand God knoweth. Oh, it's quiet. That's the way it should be. Hey, the same old people sign up. The same old people sign up. The same old people. Thank God for the same old people. I got a message that I'm going to preach one day. It's talking about let us. That we're glad that we're us and not them. I don't want to be them. I want to be us. You know what it tells me? If you're not willing to come and pray at the church of the living God, you don't have a consistent prayer life in your life. That's what it tells me. You can call me whatever you want to call me. Show me. That's what John the Baptist said. He showed the church, show me you've repented. Show me 